This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 127, Fresh Perspective in Goal Setting. Hey everybody, I'm Becky Higgins and with me is my friend and co-host Becky Proudfit. Hey! And we're back. We are back. In the new year. It's 2021. It sure is. Thank goodness. That's exciting, isn't it? It is. I'm excited for the onward and upwardness of this season. And to be honest, I think it warrants just a moment to look back at 2020 and see not just the craziness, but also the goodness, Mm -hmm. the change, the transition, Mm -hmm. and maybe honor that transition so that we don't you know, I heard a lot of the, oh, peace out 2020, you're the worst. Right. And a lot of trepidation going into 2021. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Well, who knows well, what's going to happen? Yeah. But let's get our thoughts really, <laughs> really succinct about this so we can move forward with our best foot. Three words I'm going to repeat that you just said. Honor the transition. Let's mm-hmm. do that. Ooh, let's honor the transition. That's what's going to happen before we get into everything that you've prepared to share. And I'm just going to be your guinea pig of all the thoughts that you're going to share. I'm a little nervous. I'm going to ask you all the hard questions. <laughs> I know. I'm excited about it. But I want to share a sweet review. Um, it's been so fun to be back. Um, we skipped a week on purpose to be completely present with our families over the holidays. And we're so looking forward to getting into the new year. And so as we were getting ready to record, I was looking back through some of the recent additional um, podcast reviews. And again, our hearts are filled when we see these kind things that you guys are carving out the time to share, not with just us, but with people all over the world. So thank you for your kind words. Can I share something about reviews really fast? Yeah, please do. So doing a podcast is a marathon. So like in the beginning, like with anything, there's long-term sustained effort, right? Mm -hmm. And at times that effort is harder than others, like holiday seasons and I don't know, global pandemics and things going on. (laughs) And so I just want to reiterate to you again, how much these reviews actually mean to us. We read every single one and it truly helps us as it's like that little glass of water you get during a marathon and they're like, keep going, keep going. Like you are the glass of water during our marathon of this podcast so that we can keep going. You guys really are. That's a great analogy. Thanks. That's a gift I've been trying to like be better at. I want to be better at like thinking of great analogies. Did you know that? Fun fact. No. I really like desire to be better with the, that, with analogies. I think I, I think I'm an over. <laughs> Is that a silly thing? Analogier. In fact, it drives my kids crazy. Well. They say, everything's not a lesson, mom. And to me, I'm like, there's paint cracking on the wall. What does this mean about life? <laughs> Everybody I love it. Tom like that. Or a friend. All right. Well, this review, this sweet, sweet review comes from Leslie Jenny. And she says, I just found this podcast a couple of months ago and I am in love. Each episode helps me feel like I can not only handle, but even grow and thrive through all of the crazy going on. I've never met Becky or Becky, but when I listen to their podcast, I feel like I'm hanging out with my girlfriends. They are so fun and so real. They have inspired me to take or to make rather small manageable changes in my life to be a better me. I have lots of episodes to catch up on and I can't wait to hear what else these ladies have to say. I will be forever grateful for these amazing women. So sweet. So sweet. And and I also will add, I've had several people reach out mm-hmm. at the end of 2020 via DM on Instagram, mm-hmm. kind of offering their thanks or, or letting yeah. them know what our presence has meant to them. And again, 
I'm just going to so be vulnerable sweet. here. It's really, really hard for me anyways to show up day after day on Instagram. Sometimes it's really, really hard. And, um, you know, there's this psychological whatever that for every negative comment, it takes five to cancel it out. And I'm a human being. I'm not immune to negative comments. And so every time that someone reaches out to let me know that something I've written or said has touched their heart or helped them to feel a moment of comfort or hope, it it just makes all the difference in the world. And it Mm -hmm. gives me the fuel that I need to keep going. It's the glass of water. It's the glass of water. And so it's not just reviews. It's it's just everything you guys do. I'm feeling yeah. so much intense gratitude for this community that we have here all together. Mm-hmm. And we're so, so honored and grateful for each and every one of you who are here today listening and every week mm-hmm. in our community. We Absolutely. just love you. And look, we're all in this together as we move yeah. forward, as we move into this new year. And as we settle into what we hope is like a refreshed, revised, recalibrated state of mind, perspective, whatever you want to call it, this is could not be a better time to just come in, come back together, regroup and and talk about how how we can do those things and move mm-hmm. forward. So yeah. it's a good it's a good time, guys. There's so many good things happening and we can't wait to get into it. But first, let's hear a quick word from this week's sponsor. There's a good chance you have and use the Project Life app. You know that bringing your photos and written memories together in the palm of your hand with this app is pure magic. The finishing touch of all the documenting that you're doing in the app, of course, is actually printing those pages. For sure. We are huge fans of the photo books, and if you have yet to order one, we highly recommend it. They are gorgeous. Ordering happens intuitively and entirely in the app and ships right to your front door. Having said that, we know that there are plenty of documenting projects that make more sense to print individual pages instead of bound photo books. Absolutely. I'm regularly sharing that kind of app inspiration on Instagram. Now, in light of those individual pages you're printing directly through the app, we are thrilled to shout it from the rooftops that the basic products that you would need to support your app documenting are freshly back in stock. Albums, page protectors, even envelope pages to hold memorabilia and dividers to keep all your memories marked and organized. It's all available at shopbeckyhiggins.com. Friends, make those pages and print those pages. Between the app and the BH shop, we've got you covered for all your documenting needs. Yay for 2021. It is here. And I hope that you're looking forward to 2021. I hope that we still all have that very crucial, very powerful, very empowering emotion of hope Mm -hmm. going forward. Because the truth is, is if we can get really grounded, really focused, really clear in our own lives, in our own being with ourselves, then it won't matter what happens. It's outside of our control, which every year, not just 2020, but every year, there's so much outside of our control. But if we can stay in that place of being really focused and and feeling good about where we're at, we are going to be able to sail through with flying colors. That's a life skill that you have to have just to survive because there's so much out of our control all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, my hardest year was not 2020. mm -hmm. There was a lot out of my control, but I've had years where there's been a lot more out of my control than a global pandemic. And, um, and I was able to use those skills and make 2020 a pretty, um, profound experience for our family and, um, and one that we will never be the same again after. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I need. I think, I want to just suggest the thought that like, instead of thinking, oh, 2020 is over and now everything can go back to normal. Do you really not? Want, right. Do you really <laughs> want everything to go back to normal? And 
we were actually talking about this over dinner last night with our family and the kids were saying, when is this going to end? I just want to be able to travel and I want to be able to do this. And my, my youngest just found out her school's delayed another few weeks, mm-hmm. which is just devastating to her. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I brought up 9-11. When 9-11 happened, there are some things that fundamentally changed in our lives and how we do things and how we travel. And it's and it, it kind of became a new normal. Right. And so we need to start wrapping our heads around, maybe there's just going to be a new normal, and what are we going to do with that? Right. So st- let's maybe all collectively stop waiting for things to go back to normal and start to maybe craft our new normal with a little bit more intention um, so that we can embrace it well, with hope and joy. That One of my favorite quotes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn my head to look at a wall in my office. Yes. <laughs> Becky and I both have this um, the same piece of art mm-hmm. with a quote from Abraham Lincoln, and it says, the best way to predict your future is to create it. Yeah. We just put that on the brand new notebook that we just launched because we love it that much. This is exactly what it is. That's what it means to cultivate a good life. It's Mm -hmm. not find a great life. Mm -hmm. It's not happen upon a good life. It's not, we are cultivating this experience for ourselves because while there's so much not in our control, we absolutely have control over much of what we do and how we perceive the world around us. Right. That, That is everything. And, and while it's okay to react and to grieve and to feel anger mm-hmm. and sadness and in nowhere are we saying don't do that, we're right. just saying like put it in its proper place. That's right. Because if you're, if you're thinking that you're going to have more control, whether there's a global pandemic or not, you won't. We're kind of in this, in this earth life to exercise the strength of not being in control, mm-hmm. of surrendering. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that's something I struggle with a lot is um, I have control issues, I really do in all the areas of, of my life. Yeah. And and I'm kind of like a recovering control freak. And at times it rears its ugly head where I notice myself trying to over control things. In fact, I was talking to my husband about it yesterday and I've been noticing we've had a, a lot of time together, but particularly over the holidays with a lot of unstructured time. And my husband was home, you know, for two or three weeks, um, started to rear its ugly head for a minute there. And I had to be like, what's happening? So being in this a lot of time together, a lot of unstructured time together kind of sent me reeling a little bit. And I had to take a step back and be like, okay, what's happening here that I'm getting all into controlling everything and everybody. Which is such a healthy thing to do. Such a healthy thing. If you know, if you notice or feel the angst or the uncomfortableness or the, what is happening, that kind of sense We'll follow through with that. Oh, what, totally. What is happening? Let's take a moment. Yeah. That's so emotionally mature mm-hmm. to take a moment, step back and go, okay, what, what do I feel is actually bothering me here? What can I control? What can't I control? What perspective do I need to have? Right. Yeah. And as we were hiking yesterday, because you know, mm-hmm. I take I it to the mountains. Oh, I can preach. I can tell when Becky says to me, I'm taking something to the mountain. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, there, there's yep. something happening. Yep. But we were talking about it yesterday and I actually was hiking with my kids and it was a not difficult hike because I let them choose. So naturally they chose the flattest one with the waterfall, obviously. And so <laughs> a I'm, a hike. It's I'm all good. on the trail and as I do, someone starts talking to me and I start talking to her and we talk the whole way back. This totally random stranger. Oh, oh that's funny. As, as I do, as I'm do. sure everyone, it's just one. <laughs> of my favorite things. And so I was talking to her and she was giving me her perspective about the pandemic and it hit me. And I said, it's very interesting and telling that last year when this pandemic happened, all we were being asked to do was to sit still. And yet to sit still as a human population 
was the was like the hardest thing we'd ever been asked to do. Mm. We were asked to stop doing sports, to stop going to the gym, maybe to stay home from work. Um, for a lot of people, I know a lot of people on the front lines still were maintaining that work schedule and they just are such heroes in my eyes. Mm-hmm. But literally, if you think about 2020 as, as human civilization, we were being asked to sit still and it sent a lot of people, I would say most of us into um, this very introspective place where we're like, why are we having such a hard time with just less? Right. Like, why is that such a struggle for us? And so I think there's probably a lot of self-actualization. I know that happened for me and probably many others about the discomfort of doing less, of having less in our lives, of having less boundaries, of having less structure. And it was a huge growing experience. And so when we're thinking about the new year, you know, we hear the phrase new year's resolutions. We, it's the time of year we all like to goal set. And I think it's important for us to get really, really intentional about our thoughts about 2020 and our thoughts about 2021 in relation to goal setting. And so I wanted to give you during this episode, some really, um, good questions to ask yourself so that you can in your life, do the work to look back and articulate different things so that you can, if, if goal setting is what you want to do, fantastic. Let's, let's put some parameters around the goal setting to actually bring us the things we actually want instead of what I think happens a lot of the time, which is it's just a wonderful time of year where we expect the calendar to flip and it's a magic formula and Mm -hmm. we're all going to set these goals and self-sabotage and then hate ourselves by the middle of February. (laughs) It's not. That feels like not the best thing for this year (laughs) or any year, but particularly this year, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so first I want to take back or take a look back at 2020. Um, I know Rebecca Higgins is the person in my life when I start to get, I'll say, overly ambitious. And I don't mean that in a healthy way. I mean in a I'm validation seeking kind of kind of way. And she's that person for me that will be like, hold up, look at what you've already accomplished. Like, look, look at what has happened because you're not giving enough um, enough attention to what has already occurred because mm-hmm. you're, you're, as soon as you accomplish something, you're on to the next goal. Right. And, and that's been a practice for me of having to look back at 2020 and see what actually was accomplished mm. there. Okay. Obviously during the holidays, we're watching more TV as a family. Like we're snuggling in mm-hmm. and watching those movies. And Disney came out with a new movie called Soul. I don't know if, Beck, you've had a chance to watch it we yet. We actually were going to watch it yesterday. So oh, really? I have not seen it yet, but Claire is the one who brought it up. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, we should do family movie night. What should we watch? And Claire's like, oh, we should watch Soul. And then Crew incidentally was like, I literally just watched that yesterday, meaning two days ago. Yeah. So yeah, I like I haven't seen it yet. I don't know it's anything great. about it. But Disney has done such a great job, I think, with their movies in the past, I'll say five to seven years of really like burying some deeper like thought work inside of the narrative, which is great. Um, One of our favorite movies is Inside Out. And and even when one of my kids um, was seeing a therapist, she had like reference to these movies and dolls in her office because it's giving kids like a visual to go with feelings and it's giving them a way to talk about, um, things that are going on inside of them that they probably don't understand. And this is one of those movies and I won't give away the plot, but essentially it's about a character who ends up dying before he feels like he's accomplished anything and kind of his journey on the other side and whatever. Um, there is this story that is presented and I'm just going to read it to you. Um, 
and this woman is telling this man who has passed away this story. And he says, I heard this story about a fish. He swims up to an older fish and says, I'm trying to find this thing they call the ocean. The ocean, the older fish says, that's what you're in right now. Then the younger fish says, this, says the young fish, this is water. What I want is the ocean. Hmm. And so he is in the ocean, swimming in the water in the ocean, but he's like, this is just normal water. This isn't the ocean. Because in his mind, the ocean is this big, grandiose thing. And he, he didn't even stop long enough to realize he was already in the ocean. Mm. And I think sometime when we talk about our life's purpose, and you know, I have issues with that vernacular in general, but um, we don't realize that we're already swimming in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Right? The ocean is big. The ocean is vast. But there's nothing ordinary. There's nothing... Um, that's less than about being in the ocean and it's only our thoughts around it. If we're thinking it's just water, if we're thinking our life is just water, if what we did in 2020 is just water, we may be missing the bigger picture that we're actually in the ocean. I think so. That we're actually living more aligned than we might be giving our credit ourselves credit for with our quote purpose. Mm. Okay. So let's look back at 2020. Beck, what do you feel like you accomplished in 2020? Um, you guys, I didn't get a heads up on these questions. Okay. Just I know know. you're prepared. (laughs) I know you've thought about all these things already. Uh, I've thought about all of these things, but to actually put a lot of it to words is not something that I've done on, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. you've prepared to ask. Um, one of the things that I learned in 2020 was, um, let me think of the right word, uh, being malleable. Mm, I love that. And I've, I have felt that in most of my life, I'm a generally pretty malleable person, but 2020 was, um, it was almost like I had to, I had to work that muscle Mm -hmm. that I forgot was a muscle and to learn to, to, um, surrender or give in or bend into or lean into or whatever you want to say, but be malleable with the changing tides. And I'm talking about way more than a pandemic. Oh yeah. I'm talking about all the personal stuff, all the family stuff, all the work stuff, all the things like Mm -hmm. that weren't pandemic related in addition to the changes that came because of, of that. So here's a thought for you. The pandemic may have been the foundation that allowed some of those opportunities for growth to happen Mm -hmm. because that's the truth. When everything, when everything stopped, a lot more things were highlighted that maybe we didn't realize were going on totally. or we, we weren't taking, you know, the time. Or I know for me, it was a lot of like, oh, that's probably been going on for a while and I've just been busy. Right. Honestly. Yep. Or that person's been busy. Yeah. We distract ourselves so much. And when we stop and we stay still, the reason why I think we all had such a hard time with it was, oh my goodness, now I'm, now I'm feeling and noticing things that I probably was distracting myself from with my accomplishment, with my work, with my whatever, insert whatever it is you spend your time with. I love that malleability, being flexible, gaining flexibility. And really you can also look at that as like learning to align, learning to surrender. Mm -hmm. What an incredible life skill, not just for you, but your children, your family, the business, like all of it. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty profound thing that you probably would not have gained in any other year, in any other different circumstance. So it needed to be that time and in that way. Correct. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. Exactly. You can be so grateful. for a perspective that allows me to look back at a year and see the blessings and the bright Mm -hmm. spots and the goodness that was in that year. 
one of the things going through cancer is I remember people saying to me like, oh my gosh, how are you doing this? And a little bit, I felt like a counterfeit fraud kind of person. Like, I don't know. It doesn't feel that difficult. Like, yeah, it sucks. Chemo sucks. Radiation sucks. Like, yeah, I'm sick. But I also, it wasn't as hard as I perceived before I had cancer that it would be to be inside of that. Because the truth is that when you're inside of a really heinous trial, um, it's the reality of your existence. And so it almost feels to a small degree a little bit easier. And so how about we all just stop and pat ourselves on the back that we made it through a freaking global pandemic. (laughs) If you had watched a movie with the events of 2020 in, you know, 2019, you would have been like, oh, no way. If that ever happened, that would be horrendous. That would be, dude, we made it through a global pandemic. Society shut down. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're not through, through, through yet, right? We're not on the other side of that, which we all acknowledge, but there was so much of it and it happened so early in that calendar year that I agree with that sentiment that we made it through that. We know what it's like to live through that. Yeah. And guess what? We're all still here. Yeah. We're all still, you know, doing our thing. And and though things have changed, like we cannot negate the fact that like we accomplished what was unimaginable Mm -hmm. only a few months prior. Well, and I want to, I want to give a shout out to, that includes those of you who experienced loss this Mm -hmm. year, loss of a loved one, loss of a job. You made it through that. Yes. You are, you are still here. So we're not saying we're all here, meaning like we all survived it that way, but if you're listening, you're here. Mm-hmm. And we acknowledge and appreciate and humbly offer you our condolences if you did experience a very real loss. Yes. And you're still here. You are still ready and willing to move onward and upward, or you would not be listening to a podcast like this that's talking about it. Right. That's amazing. You survived the unimaginable. Right. And that is a testament to our strength. And probably we all need to take a step back and give ourselves a little credit for the reserves of strength that we may not have realized that we had. Mm. That is an incredible gift. Reserves of strength. The ones we have to dip into. Yes. 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 Uh, I became a homeschooler. Mm -hmm. That was both one of my worst nightmares and something I had been very curious about for a long time. I'm going to pat myself on the back. I think I'm going to buy myself a teacher appreciation gift. (laughs) Why don't you have like one of those little plaques that you can put on your desk? Why don't you get yourself a desk first? (laughs) Do you know that I actually have one of those? And then Mrs. Mom Proudfit. No, you do not. I absolutely do. What does it say? It says something about me being the boss. Oh my gosh. You know what? What are you talking about ever needing control of all the things? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. But you guys, homeschooling, if that was a part of your story in 2020, like that was hard. That was so hard. So hard. And you're not done because yes. now, you know, with some of the kids not being able to go back to school yet, mm-hmm. all capital, underlined, italicized, and bold, yet, you know, you're still facing... That is the most hopeful thinking I've heard, and I like it. <laughs> I like anyway, it. But that, I'm so glad that you see, you've obviously taken the time to see the um, accomplishments of your 2020. Mm-hmm. And I know that was a big one that you yeah. felt. You felt it deeper than I felt it in our home. Yeah. You know, that the distance learning and what that experience was having kids at home. Distance learning, a special needs child is its own kind of that's incredible 
and incredibly hard. Did you get your PhD in it? Because you should have. Absolutely. Absolutely, (laughs) I did. Another thing that was really special to me in 2020 is we were able to release a course that we had been talking about for a long time, was on the docket, but really having that stillness and space allowed us to go to a place in our heads and hearts to kind of bring forth that content which I am so proud of. Mm-hmm. I am so proud that that exists in the world. And for those of you who signed up, it, it exists for you. And that was something that was really big deal, profound for me. Yeah. Not even just that people, people's lives are being changed, but that it happened, that mm-hmm. it's out there and it is forevermore a part of the fabric of my life. That's right. That right. brings me lots of joy. And we got to share that one. That's yeah, fun. That well, is fun. Obviously. Because you hey. have your things and I have mine and then mm-hmm. we have ours. Yeah. That are, you know, that we get to share some of those things. And that's been, that's been one of the many things that we've had to, that we've um, had the opportunity to share together. And so that's another thing I think that we can reflect on is when you have a friend, a person, a spouse, a child, a family member, a coworker, anything that you can reflect back on and say, I got to share that experience with those people or that person. Mm-hmm. That's pretty special too. Let's remember the connection that has come through the past oh, totally. year's experiences. Well, and in fact, you know, a big part of my life prior to this was speaking, which is not so much anymore. Um, I was able to do a few different speaking things and it hit me every time I started on those Zoom calls, these virtual meetings with hundreds of women I was like, this is a miracle. Like, let's not mince words about it. If I could, if I was living in biblical times, writing the writing the verbiage for hundreds of women from all over the world meeting together virtually, being able to see each other's faces, being able to discuss these, you know, in 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 what I was speaking about, just being able to discuss the Savior, these grander eternal truths and principles. Like, how would you even? vocalize that like what would the vernacular look like to be like and and the only thing I can come up with is it's a miracle it is a miracle that the technology exists and that we are able to connect with our family with our with our the greater human community like it is such a miracle that those things happened and they only happened we only realized the capacity of what that kind of technology could do for us because of the circumstances we were in it's a reminder to me of how great it is to be alive right now. It is. It's not a sentiment we're going to hear a lot recently. It's probably yeah. not a very popular thing to say, but I feel it. It is a great time to be alive. It really is. And that it technolo- technological advances and the technology that we've all benefited from, mm-hmm. especially in this past year, that alone as a miracle is evidence of how amazing it is to be alive. Yeah, there's the crap right? Of course there's the stuff that's really like... That's not even unique to 2020 though. No. Oh my gosh. The crap is the crap. (laughs) Right. And guess what's coming in 2021? More crap? I'm certain a pile of crap, but guess what? (laughs) There's also going to be so much more. And so many miracles. And we cannot negate taking that step back to be like, what were the miracles in my 2020? What Mm -hmm. was it? Because then it's going to set us up for a proper and a more healthful place to move forward into 2021, kind of gearing up to also see miracles Mm -hmm. amongst the crap Mm -hmm. that will come. That might not even, like you were saying, the things going on in your life had a whole lot more to do with other things other than the global pandemic. Right. Mm -hmm. And like I said, there have been a lot more challenging years for me than 2020 was. So whatever's coming in 2021, let us, let's lay the groundwork for um, for coming at it from a healthful place, we 
we kind of see this is the time that revs up the diet and fitness industry. Like, what are your goals? You know, goal setting, all these things. And I think sometimes if we approach that from a place of self-hatred, from a place of like, okay, what do I want to fix about myself this year? Mm. Or what do I need to accomplish so that I'm worth something? And I'm not saying that's what you're consciously saying in your head, but you really need to examine, are, are you coming from a place of like, I need to be fixed or I need to accomplish so that I'm worth something when you're goal setting? Because those kinds of goals, 100% of the time will lead to self-sabotage. Yep. Where we won't be able to fulfill our commitments to ourselves, And at the end of the day, a failed goal is us not fulfilling a commitment to ourselves, and that feels like garbage because we start to develop an inherent mistrust of ourselves, an inherent mistrust of our abilities, of, of whatever's going on with us. And that is not a place anyone wants to be. Mm-hmm. And I will say that is a place that Satan wants us to be, mm-hmm. is feeling like we can't trust ourselves, we don't keep our word to ourselves, we do not possess the capabilities to be successful. So we need to get really clear about what our goals are, why we're making them, and how to move forward in a way that actually promotes growth and promotes the things we want in our life. Are you ready? I mean, I think that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It is fine. No, I, no, I feel I'm actually having a lot of profound thoughts. I'm taking some notes as Becky's talking because I am to be totally transparent. I'm sitting in a space of trying to wrap my head around some thoughts for moving forward. I'm very, um, atypical with Mm -hmm. my timing. Um, that's just me. I like, I like to just, you just, I just march like to, to the beat of your own drum. I kind of just do. So I'm not a January I think, I think if we're being honest, yeah. Becky is a little bit of a trendy rebellion Ooh. kind of a gal. So if something is like everyone's doing something all yeah. at the same time, it yeah. causes you to step back and it be does. like, and I don't think it comes from a place of like, I want to be different. I think it comes from a place of, I don't want to assimilate just to assimilate. Like I want to be able to really know why I'm doing the things I'm doing. That's right. And there's nothing wrong with assimilating. And in fact, I love the group effort. Sometimes it can carry you forward. Yes. Yes. But there's something about, um, Becky knows this about me, but identity is like my, it's autonomy is what it is. It's, it's both. And it's all of it, right? It's, it's It's identity. It's autonomy. It's all of those things are so valuable to me that I feel like when I do just go along with, you know, mm-hmm. what everyone else seems to be doing, then it kind of causes me to go, wait, where, what, is this actually me, me, me? Or mm-hmm. is this, I'm just going along with everybody is else's jam? Is this just everyone yeah. else's? Anyway, yes. I'm totally, I digress. <laughs> where you were digress. You? <laughs> actually, that's a perfect segue because okay. one thing that I do um, that has been really impactful for me, I, okay, so I tend to be, if you've ever seen the Disney movie Up?, Mm -hmm. Um, there's a dog in it Mm -hmm. and he's constantly like having great thoughts and then he sees a squirrel and he's like off in that direction. (laughs) I am that dog sometimes. (laughs) And so for me, focus, like really intentional focus is crucial to my success and I have to really strip it down. And so each year I come up with a word. Now Mm -hmm. this is one of those... I won't say trendy activities, but it is something a lot of people do. And I think I got the idea to do it off of someone on social media who shared it. And Mm -hmm. it's been something I've incorporated. This is the third year Mm -hmm. that I've done it. So a lot of people do this and I love it. It's very impactful for me because Mm -hmm. for me, if I can have one focus and then I run all my goals, all my decisions through that focus, Mm -hmm. I am actually curating what I want to curate. So in 2018, my word was grace because Mm -hmm. I was needing more um, forgiveness of myself, forgiveness of others, like just forgiveness of non-ideal circumstances. I just, I needed to develop more grace. 
I love that. Last year was Amplify. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure that my life was being used to amplify goodness and light in other people's lives. Mm -hmm. And so that was my focus last year. And it was clear as day that it was. Yeah. And and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that I'm not going to amplify this year. It's now it's become such a fiber of who I am that now I'm carrying grace and amplification into this year as well. You're building upon it. So this year's word, speaking of control issues, Mm -hmm. and let me, let me take a step back before I tell you my word. The way that I find is the most effective way to figure out what it is you actually want in this regard is to brain dump. Mm -hmm. And in an episode that we called Weed the Garden, Becky presented to us kind of this, um, theory of brain dumping, which is essentially you put a paper and pen in front of you and you just start writing. So if this word thing is interesting to you, I would encourage you to get out a piece of paper and just write down all the words that sound good to you, Hmm. things you need and and don't do it, you know, do it and then kind of maybe let it sit. So maybe do this over the course of seven days. Anytime you hear a word, anytime you think a word or, you know, for me, prayer is an important part of that. Like, what do I need to be better at this year? What do I need to incorporate more fully into my life? write all these words down and just brain dump. Don't, don't quantify the data. Just be like, what sounds good? What, what touches my heart? What, whatever. And so this year, the word that I came up with is surrender. Love it. Love it. Apparently 2020 did not give me enough of a surrendering experience. So Mm. this is something I'm really trying to curate in my life, which there's so much outside of my control in all the ways, not even, and and maybe the pandemic is not even the most profound way that this is exercised in my life. But, um, surrender is something I really want to focus on this year. So surrendering to kind of the flow of life, surrendering to, um, the will of God, surrendering to be using my time, using my energy in a way that feels right and doesn't just sound right, Mm. if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So I'm trying to get out of my head and into my heart and stay in that heart place. And so every goal I create, because I will tell you, I have such an overachiever in me, I would have a tendency to sit down and be like, what can I accomplish this year? What can I prove that I can do? Because I like to play that game with myself of like, what am I capable of? What can I do? What will bring me that feeling of accomplishment? Or if we're being totally vulnerable and honest, self-worth of mm-hmm. whatever that is. And I, and I want to not be in that place because I can be in that place. And I've been in that place a lot of times. And I need to be in a heart place of what is aligned I need to stay in the stillness a while longer because I feel like there's still more things for me to learn in this regard. And so my word is surrender. Mm, I love it. I know that you don't do a word. Mm -hmm. So is there something that you do to kind of curate focus? Um, And I think that it's a valuable conversation. It's the one I'm having with my kids, even though I'm not a January 1st goal setter. And by the way, fun fact, this is really interesting because you like data. When I did some stories a few days ago and was mentioning just a little thought about kind of a goal setting thought while I was hiking, it's something that impressed me and I shared it. And I said, by the way, are you, are you a January one goal setting type of person? Yeah. And I just did one of those little Instagram Mm -hmm. um, polls and it's 50, 50. Yeah. It's a lot of people who don't identify with the January 1st trend of goal setting. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of people that do. I love that it's sort of split down the middle and I just want to acknowledge that however you are with setting goals, it is awesome. Totally. Timing, whatever. As long as you're coming at it from a place of love. Yeah. Goal set, don't goal set, reset every hour, reset every day, reset every year. Right. Whatever you want to do. Right. For some people, it's every turn of a season. Yeah. You know, each of the four seasons, like whatever that looks like. 
anyway, um, for me and I, and I shared this, uh, on Instagram is I'm very much, and this is true to me every year, like my whole adult life. I am no different than anyone else who takes the time to just step back and just process. And, um, what's unique about my season of processing, uh, different than probably a lot is that I don't like to do anything that starts at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm not the starting my Monday diet. I'm not the January yeah. 1st set new goals. I, I don't And I don't know why. I mean, part of it's probably just that innate unconscious desire to not do things the way everyone else is doing yeah. them, maybe. Um, I've always admired other people's way. I, I really, really love the idea of having a word a year mm-hmm. for the year, and I just can't bring myself to do it. And maybe because that's it's not the, something you need. If you curate focus, oh, it's not that I don't in need a different it. way. Well, okay. So let me go back to the answer to your question. Every year is different, mm-hmm. so I don't have a tradition of a specific way of doing it. So one year I did affirmations, and that was hmm. so cool. So instead of setting goals, I just made I created a list of affirmations. Oh, I love that. I have certainly experimented with goal setting of like this is kind of what I hope to achieve. Uh, One year I did a visual map where I had, I drew like a circle in the middle and that was me. And I had these lines, if you can envision this lines going out from that circle for each area of my life. And I brain dumped words Mm -hmm. for each area of my life. So my point is I just do it differently every year. And I never put the pressure on myself to like come up with this concrete thing, especially not within um, a specific period of time. But one thing that I wanted to say, as I am currently in the space of that processing and that pondering and just kind of like, what does this look like for me in this coming year? Um, I really appreciate what you said about how instead of feeling like I need to fix something about myself or even accomplish something specific, this is where I'll take it to the step where my brain is in this moment, is I almost want to focus more on embracing what, who I already am Ooh, I love and that. what I already have inside of me. Mm-hmm. And to give you an example, I don't want to sound too vague. I love to teach. I do love to teach. Sometimes I wish I didn't have that in my wheelhouse, mm-hmm. but it is a gift and it is a, and it's a love. I love helping other people in any way. And I love being helped. Right. I like to learn as well. And so that has played into my desire to do some really special things with the BH classroom. So I'm just giving a specific example of instead of feeling like I need to accomplish something or fix something about myself, I want to embrace my inner teacher self mm-hmm. and, and, and amplify that a little more. Um, Can I ask I, you a question? Yeah. Why, why teach Like, what is it about teaching? What does teaching give you? What does being in alignment with that thing about you, what does that bring you? It probably helps me with my identity and my autonomy because I just do what I do and how I do it when I do it and why, however I want to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that teaching is just a vehicle of just offer. That's like an offering. It's like, here's a piece of my heart. I, I think that because it helps me, it might help someone else. And so here you go. And so when I do that, whether 10 people sign up or 10,000 people sign up for mm-hmm. the, the class, for example, because I gave right. that example, is actually neither here nor it's there. It's irrelevant. It's totally irrelevant. For me, it's just here's a piece of offering something that I feel helps me 
align more with my purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is actually no. This answer. is actually a perfect example, and okay. it's going to lead us perfectly into okay. a few a few goal setting hacks I have. Okay. So okay, so we've established that you identify that you are a teacher and that you love teaching. Mm-hmm. We've also identified that that helps you um, with your identity, mm-hmm. and we've established that we don't want to place goals around teaching, such as dollars made or people mm-hmm. accepting because you have you have identified that it is the bringing forth of that gift that actually helps you with your identity right. and so whoever benefits is really irrelevant because you benefit the most right mm-hmm. I, so I if we're going to curate a goal around that we're not going to say okay I'm going to release 10 courses this year or I'm going to make x amount of dollars mm-hmm. what we're going to say is I am going to um, I am going to be exploring my identity as a teacher, as a way to be aligned in my life. Mm-hmm. That goal is very different than quantifiable data surrounding teaching. Totally. And what I think a lot of people do is, else, uh, for instance, last night we were doing goal setting at our dinner. I'll talk a little bit more about that. And one of my kids said... I want a six pack this year. And I was like, okay, great. It was Caroline, wasn't it? (laughs) Right. What is it you perceive giving, getting a six pack will bring Mm. you? And so we almost have to dig that layer deeper. Yeah. And I told that child, I said, okay, the six pack is not the goal. What do you do to get a six pack? That's your goal. And so we had to take a step back and say, what is it going to, what is my daily life? What is my week going to bring me or going to look like? So that at the end, I said, the six pack is the result, right? And it's the same with your courses. If you say, well, I'm going to make X amount of dollars, that's a result. That's not a goal because you actually have no control over that. What you do have control of is how you show up in that role of teacher. Mm -hmm. And so we almost have to like come up with a lot of people when they goal set, they come up with the result first and we need to like go ahead and do that. But take that step back and say, okay, if I want a six pack, it just makes me laugh every time I say it. If I want a six pack, what does my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday look like? And what is it that having a six pack do I perceive is going to bring to my life? Hmm. Let's just go with weight loss. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty universal, like this year I'm going to lose 50 pounds. The question you'd ask yourself is what do I perceive is going to improve in my life when I lose 60 pounds Mm -hmm. or 50 pounds or a hundred pounds or five pounds, whatever it is. Okay. And then what does my day to day look like to bring me to what I want my result to be. Mm-hmm. But we need to make sure that our result is realistic, that it is not self-sabotaging, and that it actually is bringing us closer to what we actually want. Because what we what we don't care about is the 50 pounds. What we actually want is what we perceive we're going to feel like or think about ourselves when we are 50 pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So the goal is the vehicle. So I've come up with four different kind of just questions to ask yourself, um, thoughts to present to you, to help you kind of in this endeavor. So first you have to come from a place of love. We'll just take weight loss because I feel like it's the most universally understood, right? I want to lose 50 pounds. Is your thought surrounding that because I'm fat, stupid, and ugly, or is it I want to feel better or I want to show up for my family or I want to be able to do X physical activity that requires me to become physically stronger. Like what is your thoughts about it? Because if it comes from a place of I want to lose weight because I'm fat, stupid, and ugly, your brain when you say fat, stupid, and ugly is automatically – your brain wants to make you an honest individual. Your brain is seeking to back you up. 
Your brain loves you. Your mm-hmm. brain doesn't hate you. So if you say I'm fat, stupid, and ugly, guess what your brain is like? She said fat, stupid, and ugly, and I am not going to make a liar out of her. Mm-hmm. So now all my thoughts are going to be I'm fat, stupid, and ugly, and guess what happens? And your actions aren't fat, stupid, and ugly, right? And you start to self-sabotage. Yeah. Your brain doesn't want to make you a liar. So let's change your thoughts about what that 50 pounds means or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think goal setting surrounding weight loss has to be very carefully crafted in our thoughts or it will self-sabotage mm-hmm. you. Um, so say, let's come up with better verbiage surrounding the 50 pounds so that it is not a fat, stupid, and ugly. I want to lose 50 pounds because I love my body. I love my body now. I'm going to love my body 50 pounds from now, and I'm going to love my body no matter what happens. And as an act of love for my body, what am I going to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Okay. So the other thing too is when I ask the child, okay, what do you want to do on a day-to-day to support this bigger goal that you feel like of having a six pack, right? after we cleared up the thoughts about why you even want a six-pack to begin with. And they said, I'm going to work out five days a week. Okay, is that realistic? Is that is that an act of punishment? Like, are we punishing ourselves from what we perceive is wrong with us? Or are we working out five days a week because we love our body and moving our body is an act of love for our health and wellness? And so we kind of backed off that, and we, I think we settled on three days a week. Three days a week of a specific kind of of physical activity he wants to do because he loves it and he loves himself, right? And here's the thing. At the time when we're talking about this, this might all feel like a lie to him still. It might feel like, well, this is hokey and whatever, blah, blah, blah. I love my body, so I'm going to work out three days a week. It's, It's okay if it feels like a lie. It's okay if it feels like this is hokey and I don't even know that I really have these thoughts about myself because what we're doing is we're training your brain, right? We're training your brain. We're training your body. We're training it to all get aligned to move you towards what you want in your life. Okay. Can I add something to that really quick? Yes, please do. That whole training your brain thing makes me think of why doing affirmations was so effective when I did that in the past, because Mm -hmm. instead of uh, that year that I did that in particular, I think did it a couple of years because it was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but instead of saying I, you know, speaking of health, physical health, instead of a weight loss goal or something like that, it was more of an affirmation. I could pull it out if I put my finger on it, but something like my body is strong and capable and I am perfectly equipped to be consistent in my regular um, movement of my body, something like that. Right. So that to me was a much more empowering thought than putting a number on it mm-hmm. or a, f- a specific frequency. Even I'm not saying those are not good ideas because those are solid ideas that actually get people the results they want. Right. But I was trying so hard to come from that place of love and training my brain. Mm-hmm. And so it was that whole year. It did not, nothing felt like a punishment. Right. It felt like a gentle, but firm at the same time, reminder to myself of the power that I have within me to take care of my body and to Correct. show how grateful I am for this vessel that allows me to do things in my life. I love that. And that is literally what breeds consistency because yeah. if not, if it comes from a place of self-hatred when we inevitably fail, because we all will, mm-hmm. it's not like we can be perfect in all things, right? And situations outside of our control come up. The thought then isn't, I suck. You're worthless. Why are you so lazy? Why can't you do this? It becomes, oh, I love myself. And so tomorrow I'm going to do it. Right. Like it doesn't, we, we sometimes tend to weaponize our own words against us, right? I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be this. And then when inevitably life happens, we're like, well, now I suck. Mm -hmm. We don't want to feel like we suck. And sucking is going to stop you dead in your tracks. 
Well, and Becky, this, this is why 77 weeks strong now for me with this weekly 5K goal, mm-hmm. why it's so empowering and so fun is because I'm strictly doing it and still doing it and staying strong with it, not because of any other reason than, look at this. Like I've kept a promise to myself mm-hmm. and it's fun. And every week I get to say to myself, I did another week, Mm -hmm. another week, and I consistently am still showing up in this specific small little way of hiking a 5K. Like that's fun. And anything that we can do that's a positive spin that like that takes away the negative or the punishment Mm -hmm. type of vibe that we feel with a lot of our goals, especially when we seem to drop the ball or fail them, is going to be the thing that breeds more momentum. Totally. Consistency breeds momentum, but what breeds consistency, our thoughts are coming from a place of love. 100%. Mm -hmm. And I thank you for counting because you know, I'm right with you in that 5k goal. And I don't count anymore because I just don't. You know why I count? I, I love I, that you count because then it's my count and I love it. <laughs> You're like, I, I love that I don't have to think about that, the administration of no, it. No, but for me, you know, that's a motiva- motivator. And for those of you who are, you know, right there with me in this, this like documenting vibe, mm-hmm. because I know that every week I'm going to add that picture to my little page, yes, of, your you know, page my of, grid of photos yes, yes, yes. that I've shared on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like that brings me so much joy. It's just a, it's a small detail of personal fulfillment an identity that resonates with me. And because there's a visual component of having a picture each time I do it, and I add that little number in the Project mm-hmm. Life app, and now this last one says 77, like that is just the silliest little thing that brings me so much happiness. Yes. I love it. Like, but that's what we got to do. That's what we've got to do is and if do it, the things that make us happy. If it does, exactly. If it doesn't bring you happiness and joy, not just in this like delayed gratification of a perceived victory or in 2022 and you're like, yes, I did it. If it doesn't bring you joy right now, like you're not going to continue, yeah. which leads me to my second one, Ooh, good. which is don't stack the, against, the deck against you. Mm. This goes back to don't make your goal so lofty or so like, I'll just, I'm just trying to say all the ugliest thoughts in my head. So hopefully I'm articulating ugly thoughts in your head. Go there. I can love myself when I have, we're going to stick with weight loss because it's easy. Sure. I'm going to love myself in 2022 when I've lost 50 pounds. I'll be worthy. I will be good enough when I do this, that, and the other. Okay. Okay? Those are the ugly thoughts. Now there is a book that is one of my most favorite books. books about habit. There's tons of books about habit. There's the power of habit, which is great. My favorite is Atomic Habits by Mm -hmm. James Clear. And I've read it several times. We're actually reading it. We're challenging the kids and actually paying them to read it and report (laughs) back to us this year. There's an idea. Um, Yeah. My kids are motivated sometimes by a little cash reward. And so I'm like, great. If you, if Mm. you read or listen to this book and bring me back 10, Mm. 10, points of you know things that helped you in your life all day long best money i'll spend i'm gonna draw a light bulb on my page of notes right now (laughs) that's just interesting it is and i know you know you may not you may not agree with like me paying my kids to read a book but for Uh, me i've never done that and i'm pretty interested i want my kids to do that and i would love if their job is um personal progression and so i will all day Mm. long pay them to read the words of truth-based really impactful authors super cool one thing that he said um in this book that james clear talks about it's a quote it says you do not rise to the level of your goals you fall to the level of your systems Mm. and the thing that is interesting about that to me is i think we sometimes make goals 
with the expectation that we are somehow elevating ourselves to a higher plane, to a higher version of ourselves. But I love going back to what you said about kind of your embrace goal this year is what if it's not about rising to some higher level? And what if it's more about living in alignment with who you already are? Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about weight loss, Um, If you are in a place of embracing and loving yourself, you will treat your body as if you love yourself, which means moving your body because you love it, which means filling it with nutrient-dense foods. And and those kind of become an afterthought of that greater goal of embrace. And he gives um, he gives another example. Uh, Just turning the thermostat down won't make you a millionaire. And that speaks to the power of small acts, right? Yes. Because just turning down the thermostat, that act, that very small habit is not going to make you a millionaire. But over a long period of time of sustained efforts, absolutely, it is going to make you money, right? So let's not, let's not, um, invalidate the power of small victories. Mm, Let's keep our goals small. Don't stack the deck against you. So if your goal is to love your body more, what if your only goal for the for the month of January is I'm going to drink 100 ounces of water every day? That is such an easy goal to keep. Yep. In the morning, get up, get three or four or five water bottles out, mark them, and make sure you drink them throughout the day. Mm-hmm. The end. And then you could add something to that. Okay, February, I'm going to make sure I have five servings of vegetables. Forget about restricting sugar. I'm going to have five servings of vegetables and we're going to add that. We're going to add that to our water. So now we're drinking more water and we're adding vegetables. And then maybe the next month we could do, I'm going to move my body for 20 minutes, three times a week, something completely, totally attainable that might not even stretch you, but it will, it's going to breed that consistency. And so by the end of 2021, you have established these small habits that are working towards your greater goal. And haven't you also heard, um, speaking of, because you're making me think of the principle of, um, instead of taking away or eliminating something, you replace it instead Mm -hmm. or not replace, but you, it's more of that. It's it's scarcity mentality versus abundance mentality. Yeah. That's and scarcity mentality is, is like, there's only so much goodness to go around. And so I'm going to take away, I'm going to restrict, I'm going to do this and we're going to focus on the restriction Mm -hmm. dudes. It doesn't work. There's a hundred million studies to prove this kind of thinking doesn't work. And even, and the thing is the studies show that even if you're using the scarcity mentality and you do reach your goal, the feeling you have within that goal is not going to be any different than the feeling you have right now. That's true. And so whether or not you reach your goal is irrelevant because you're not reaching for what you actually wanted, what you perceived your goal was going to give you. And that sucks. Mm. Can you imagine living in such a restrictive way, getting there and being like, wait a minute, I don't feel any differently than I did before. Well, when you say, can you imagine, I don't know a listener who hasn't had experience with that, Mm -hmm. the restriction We've all done that. Yep. I don't know a human who hasn't. Well, I should say I don't know a woman <laughs> right. who hasn't said, this is the year or this is the week and I'm not going to have X, Y, and Z, sugar, soda, alcohol, like whatever, that hasn't experienced what that restrict. And I'm not saying like, obviously there are things that we should eliminate probably and consider, right. but let's let's take that angle of um, like classic elip- example. Yeah. Let's get five servings of vegetables in a yes. day. And let that be the the goal rather than I won't touch an ounce of sugar today. Because you know what happens if you just don't touch an ounce of sugar? And I speak from personal experience here. Always. 
you start to dream about cupcakes and then you find yourself in a closet eating half your body weight in Sour Patch Kids because you simply cannot maintain that. Now, on the other hand, if you take the approach of I'm going to have five servings of vegetables every day, Mm -hmm. guess what happens? Your body is full of nutrients and you are not going to crave sugar to the extent that you did. And you can start to understand your relationship with sugar a little bit better. Yep. Right? Right. And that, my friends, is the magic right there. And then how different is that feeling inside? Yes. Inside of that goal. It's profoundly different because then restricting you're... yourself and then feeling defeated and then feeling like I suck because I sat in my closet with the sour patches. Mm-hmm. So instead, and, and I'm just going to even go so far as to say, I'm going to just go there. Let's talk about pornography for a second. Okay. Okay. That was a little bit of a pivot. Yeah. Sorry about that. that. Like, Sorry about that. If you just crashed your car, but a pivot. That was let's, like a, let's talk uh, about uh, substance abuse. Let's talk about pornography. Yeah. Let's talk about some really serious issues. If I am just focusing on, I will not view pornography or white, it's called the white knuckling approach. Hmm. All you're going to do is perpetuate compulsive thoughts about the very thing you're trying to eliminate in your life. Now, what are some things that can combat the desire that can help you build up your self-worth so that you are not feeling as compelled or so that you are able to heal from the addictive, whatever harmful addictive behavior you're doing, which sugar, pornography, social media, infidelity, social media, this is all coming from that same place. This is not coming from different rivers. It's all coming from the river of self-doubt, of self-sabotage and of self-hatred, right? So what are we going to add to our lives rather than focusing on the action we want to change? What are we going to add to our lives so that the result is the action changing? So, and that has to be personal has to be for me. That would very Mm -hmm. much include, um, prayer. It would include meditation. It would include doing things that make me feel good and are not harmful the way I eat. Um, the way that I move my body would be very crucial or whatever. If you're a musician and you've walked away from that, getting back into music or whatever thing that makes you feel aligned, that makes you feel free, that makes you feel more like yourself, um, focus on that and let the change of action be as a result of this new place you find yourself in. And let's not obsess over the negative things we're trying to change. Mm, It doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Well, or it works for a minute. Right. Right. And then you rebound, rebound, rebound. But then you get and on this like exactly. It's yeah. this yo-yo of like, yep. I'm up, I'm down, I'm I'm doing great, I'm sabotaging, I fell, I slipped, I whatever. Mm-hmm. The other the end of this is don't stack the against the deck against you when you will fail and you inevitably will fail. You will become misaligned because we're not robots, we're human beings and we're living a life that is outside of our control most of the time, right? You don't need to wait till Monday. You don't need to wait till the next day. You can realign in that moment and say, oh, dang it. Okay, I'm back on track. You don't need to spend so much time focusing on the failure. Spend more time focusing on the realignment. Oh, man, crap. I can't believe that happened. That's fine. Right now, in this moment, in this second, I'm realigning. And you know what? That's where the word can come in play. Because mm-hmm. if you do have your word, yeah, it's that's almost a like great, that, mm-hmm. that's the thing that can, be, then, that can bring you back to center of like, wait, surrender for you. Yeah. Grace. Okay. Surrender. I'm going to surrender to what is happening and Mm -hmm. surrender to the knowledge that I am a worthy and inherently good individual. And I'm going to let that wash over me and I'm going to let that dictate my actions moving forward. Right. It's going to be great. Yep. Okay. One more 
that I have for you. So to review, it's come from a place of love. Don't stack the the deck against you. The last one is curate goals that give you what you actually want. Okay. Because you can have all the popular goals of I'm going to do this or I'm going to make a million dollars or I'm going to whatever. But what is it that you perceive that goal is going to bring you? You get what I'm saying? I do. Well, give it to me. What is it? What is it you perceive that your goals are going to bring you in 2021? Do you mean in general or do you want me to be like specific with the... Either way. Okay. So what do I perceive the goal, the results of the goals are going to bring me? Correct. Um, What is it you're actually after? Greater sense of peace and knowing that I'm doing my very best Mm -hmm. and... I feel, well, peace is a big thing for me. Peace like, is peace a big thing for me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just peace of mind. Just knowing that all is well, mm-hmm. because when I'm not aligned with what I feel is the right thing to do, that there's no peace in that. There's no peace. But when I can stand by every choice that I'm making, screwing up left and right, as we do as human beings, but still being like, mm-hmm. I'm moving in the right direction and I'm following my heart and really trying to align my actions with what I feel is the right thing to do in my life and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. That's total peace of mind. So I think that that's how I would answer your question is yeah. I ho- I would hope that goals I have or intentions that I have or thoughts that I have about the onward and upward mm-hmm. are just going to increase my sense of peace and my sense of self. So maybe if Becky was going to have a word, maybe her word for 2021 should be like peace of mind. And then she's going to take what makes me feel peace of mind. I am a teacher at heart. And so now all the things I carry in that teaching area, we have to run it through the lens of is this bringing me closer to Mm. or farther away peace of mind? Mm. And in my surrender, I have to look at everything. Every time I get overly ambitious, which is going to happen because that is a faucet of my personality. So I'm going to say, okay, I'm in this overly ambitious place. Is this bringing me closer to or farther away from surrender? Hmm. Get what I'm saying? I do. That's kind of the power of like, what do you actually want? (laughs) (laughs) You can have three words, peace of mind. (laughs) So whatever you actually want, what is it that you perceive this goal setting is going to bring you, right? Mm-hmm. If it is self-worth, run your goals through. Is this bringing me closer to or farther away from actual mm. and healthy self-worth, mm-hmm. right? The six-pack. What is it you perceive the six-pack is giving you? And are your daily actions bringing you closer to or farther away that feeling you're trying to curate in your life? Because really, guys, when we set goals... What it is, is we're trying to feel something about ourselves. And that's what our accomplishments are too, is we want to feel a certain way about ourselves. There is so much joy. There is so much contentment. There is so much peace to be found in living in a way that we feel is aligned with who we are. And thoughts of love about who we are in this moment will help us to continue that as we go forth into the year. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here's the questions I have for you. Okay. How do you want this year to feel? What do you want to feel about yourself this year? The other thing I want to bring up with this is it's something our friend Hank Smith says often is don't wear someone else's glasses. Sometimes we get out and we see, oh, there's a, people are doing words of the year and people are doing weight loss goals and there's a fitness challenge and there's a business whatever. And we put those on. It's like wearing someone else's glasses just because goals exist for other people Your goals are so personal for you and should reflect what you want to curate, the feelings and the thoughts you want to curate in your 2021. You cannot put on someone else's goals and expect it to bring you alignment 
because they're not your goals. That's right. Right? And just because someone says it's a good goal, like a fitness challenge, there's nothing wrong with a fitness challenge. It's a healthy, good thing. But if it's not for you, if that's not your goal, if it's not bringing you closer to what you want to curate. So for me, if that is not bringing me closer to surrender, it's probably not something that is for me at that time. That may change six months from now, and it might be for me. But in that moment, it is not. And you know okay? what I'm going to say? Well, and that's okay? It, it, well, yes. Yeah. And also, when Becky and I say our little phrase that we've heard a couple times in this episode is, take it to the mountain. For us, individually, that's literally what that means is we, we literally, literally go to the mountain. We go hiking. Like that, that is where we find clarity and peace um, as individuals. And But the, re- the reason I want to bring that up there is sometimes – if you feel like you don't really know what it is that you're after, I'm begging you to turn your phone off for a minute and stop mm-hmm. being so influenced by everyone's New Year's resolutions and goals and ambitions and just set it all to the side. Turn off that noise, declutter, read essentialism, by the way. Mm-hmm. Do these things to just strip all of it away. Go to the mountain, or rather, sit in your bathroom if you need to. Whatever it or is, for whatever you. it is for you. Drive just, in your car. Yes, like do. Go something. to church. Go like whatever it is. Whatever that looks like for you. Strip away the noise and get centered by yourself in a space of having greater clarity on what that looks like for you. It has to be a personal experience. It of has course, to. we're going to be influenced if we're on social media. Most of mm-hmm. us are. Just that's fine. And that's here's fine, the thing: but then that, turn it, just set turn it, it off. Yeah. That's where the brain dump comes in. Is right. you, we get a lot of input, and sometimes those good ideas kind of start start our wheels spinning. That's where that kind of week long brain dump of like, oh, I heard that person say, and that kind of sounds good to me, so mm-hmm. I'm going to write it down. Mm-hmm. And you're going to write down all those good things that pop in your head that you hear from other people, things you may have done in the past, whatever it is, and then look over that. And when you feel that little pinprick in your heart, when you feel that little compulsion, I wasn't planning on my word being surrender. I actually had another word planned and then Hmm. I was reading something and got to thinking about it. And and I knew, Hmm. I knew that surrender needed to be my focus this year. Hmm. And that's how it goes. You got to start moving. You got to start. The brain dump is really powerful. And not just the brain dump, but let's just like really consider what Becky said. You guys, she actually had another word in mind. In other words, she tried it on. Try something on. Totally. Try, try, you know, I mentioned some ideas earlier with this visual, with the circle and the lines. Try putting it to paper mm-hmm. like that. Try writing affirmations. Try try anything that you want to just experiment and see, does this feel good to me? Mm-hmm. A word of the year, does that feel good to me? Great. If it does, if it doesn't, keep keep looking. And there's no timeline on this. There's no time. This is not. And it can change. It doesn't have. You can do a word for this week, a word for next week. And our family, we're actually using affirmations. There's a great company. And I'll post about it probably on social media because I can't even remember the name of it. But I bought some affirmation cards for Mm -hmm. each of the kids. Okay. And they're going to be practicing um, a weekly affirmation. Um, that is just going to hopefully compile some, some good thinking in their little hearts and in their little minds. Is it a product you can buy? Uh-huh. Okay. It's, then it's what like we'll a deck do of is cards. we'll also link to that in the show I notes. I think it's called Bloom in Bliss. But we'll link to it. Yeah, we'll link to it. But it's, it's sets of cards and I bought one for moms and my teenage boys have the teenage boy version and they have different versions for different ages. Cool. And we're going to be kind of following up with each other on a weekly basis of how things are going with what we want to curate in our lives and how we want to feel. 
And so there are so many tools out there um, for you. But the most important thing is that you get really honest with yourself, that you really, really dig deep and understand what it is you are actually after. And don't let your goals, don't let your goals mask something that you're actually trying, what your actual goal is. And so if your goal is self-worth, be very honest in saying, I really need to gain self-worth this year. Mm -hmm. I really want to feel proud of myself. I want to return to the person I was 10 years ago before X, Y, and Z happened. I need to be better about forgiveness or I want to be free of the trauma or whatever it is for you. The last thought I wanted to leave you with is my friends, you don't have to fix everything in 2021. This is not like the time for us to self-deprecate and for us to be hard on ourselves and for us to think what is wrong with me and how do I like make reconciliation for all that is flawed about me and instead try to embrace what BH was talking about earlier. Embrace who you are in this moment. Embrace who you are in an eternal sense of the word, who you have always been and living as closely in alignment to that person is what is going to bring you the consistency you need moving forward. We all know consistency breeds momentum. And the thing about momentum is, is it doesn't just carry you towards your goals, but it helps you to really curate a deep self-trust a deep alignment with knowing that you have integrity and you keep the promises that you make to yourself. And that is what breeds success in life and will bring you the peace, the alignment, and the feelings that you want to have in 2021. I'm so ready. I'm so ready and not in the sense of, here we go, 21, new goals. Mama's going to do it. No, but I'm so ready to finish my sentence to, this is what we have a podcast for, Beck. I'm so ready to take the thoughts that you've shared, the insights that I'm personally feeling that aren't based on the words that you or I have spoken. Mm -hmm. I'm taking some notes. I'm taking it to the mountain. Mm-hmm. And to continue in the space that I have already been sitting in the last few weeks of just like, where am I? What do I want? What does recalibration look like for me? Not in a sense of fixing or correcting, mm-hmm. but in just moving forward. But returning love. to yourself. Well, be, returning yes, to extracting yourself. the things that are already who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I love so much that we can have these conversations where we really, um, help each other. And you guys are, you guys are in this with us. We feel inspired by you. We both have very personal dialogue Mm -hmm. and conversation with many of you through Instagram, through DMS, through email, where we, we get to know your heart. We've met many of you and feeling that connection with each of you and how different and unique and special each of our pals are. And yet we're like buoying each other up. Like, it's just so special. I'm just so grateful. It is. It's the magic of this community. And I want again to just reiterate if for for if this is the only thing you can you can focus on right now is let's let's be very clear in understanding that podcasts the ability we have to connect is a miracle mm-hmm. and it's a gift and if you just need to sit in that place of i'm so thankful that there are ways for us to connect with each other and to information share and to learn from one another and to feel a moment of connection and peace sit there for a minute Because this, make no mistake about it, is a miracle. Friends, thank you for carving out the time to listen and for joining us in this continued conversation about cultivating a good life. Nothing we have said is more important than the specific things you have felt that are personal for you. 
We invite you, as always, to write down those promptings and most importantly, act on them. We love you. We're cheering you on in 2021 and we look forward to being with you next week. Bye-bye. Bye guys. 